Good morning, ladies. Happy Monday. I hope that you are off to an amazing start to your week. I am excited to be here with you again uh, today. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, I have to, on the record, apologize. Facebook changed how I can um, download videos and look at things. So last week's podcast recording on Facebook didn't make it to Spotify or Amazon or Apple Music or any of those because I needed to change how I recorded things. So this week we've changed it. We've made the change and we'll be back to updating the podcast. You can catch us live here in the Fit and Faithful Moms group every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, or you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, Amazon Music, wherever you want to listen to your um, podcast by searching for Fit and Faithful Moms. Ladies, I'm excited about today. Um, we're talking about failure in a positive way. I hear so often women talk about failure, how many times they've failed, and how they let that define them in a way that doesn't align with God's purpose for their life. So we are going to tackle that hard today, and I'm excited to do that. First, of course, we want to pray. So if there's anything that you need prayer for, please feel free to comment. You, if you're watching on YouTube um, later and you want to uh, comment, please do. Um, every comment that comes in, we pray over. So just know that whether it's live or it's later, we get a notification, my team and I, and we are going to pray over you and for whatever situation. I'd love to know any praise requests as well. So shout out your praises, shout out your prayer requests, and we will get started from there. Lord God, we are so thankful for you waking us up today. Lord, for giving us breath in our lungs and opening our eyes. Father, I ask that you help us today not see through the lenses of our worldly eye, but see through the lens of yours. Father, help us to look at things how you see them. Help us to look at things less how the world or our friends or our beliefs lead us to see and help us to cleanse them, to view them from your perspective. Help us to view ourselves through your perspective. Lord, help our conversations to ourselves be more like how you would treat us. Lord, when we speak negatively about ourselves, we're speaking negatively about you. Help us to stop that cycle. Help us to break any cycle that we may be going through today, whether it's negative self-talk, um, whether it's a addiction, whether it is a family trait, whether it is a health issue. Father, help us to break these chains of addiction by opening up and giving us the, net, the way out for us to move forward. Lord, it, it isn't all broken at, at one time, and I just ask for patience over these women as they continue to push forward and grow closer to you, not only with their nutrition and their fitness, but in every aspect of their life. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for all you are doing in God's name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hello, honey. Hello, Catherine. Oh, my ladies are here. Good morning. Good morning. So we're talking about failure. How many of you, and I'm guilty of this too, have said I failed at something or I keep failing 
at something or I'm not going to start that again because all I do is fail. I think this starts when we're kids in school, obviously, when we start getting graded and uh, we get grades for tests. And then we start grading ourselves for real life tests, right? Things that aren't on paper, things that can't be quantified, really, right? Even your weight loss. You can't really quantify that besides on the scale. And that's only one of a dozen ways to measure your success. So even if the scale said that you failed, you may actually be winning in a bunch of different areas. I want to give you an example here about failure and comparison. So when we uh, health professionals or fitness professionals look to see if someone wants to do um, a pull-up, we look to see their starting point. And it can be a pull-up, it can be a squat, it can be your deadlift, it can be whatever it is, but I'm going to use pull-up in, in this example because most women's upper body strength doesn't allow them to do many, if any, pull-ups. And if we compare ourselves to someone else who can do a lot of pull-ups, it's discouraging. We feel like we failed before we even began. We don't even try because we're like, I can't even do one. Like it hurts to hang there, right? I don't have any calluses here to, to pull up. And we stop before we even begin. There is a difference between quitting and failing. Because one of those things is your choice. We'll get into that in a minute. So we'll think about pull-ups, all right? How many people can do a pull-up? I can do, I don't know. I used to be able to do a ton, right? I could do pull-ups all day long. Um, now, I give myself one. <laughs> I'm going to give myself one. That's fine. Good morning, Jenny. But I honestly don't know how many pull-ups I could do. And if I looked back on my past where I could do 15, 20 pull-ups, and judge myself now, I would feel like I want to quit or that I'm a failure. So how we judge pull-ups when you are in the fitness field. I ask you to do one. We're going to com compare two different people. So honey, Jenny, probably not yet. You're with me. All right. Let's just say Catherine, okay, can do three pull-ups. That's her starting point. And I can't even get up, right? Like I'm just hanging there. Let's say a month passes and Catherine moved up to four and I can do one. Now, that's not you failing. That's you growing. It's your expectation that you're going to be at three in a month. That's the problem. It's the expectation that you are going to be 15 pounds less this year, that is the problem when you only have 15 pounds to lose, right? It's the expectation that all of this health stuff is going to get taken care of and you're never going to deal with it again. If the thorn in your side is nutrition and fitness, you can expect it to always be there. You aren't failing. God's teaching you a lesson. And what I want to speak to you here more than anything is you weren't called to not fail. God was. 
God was called to not fail. First Chronicles 28, 20 says, David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord my God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. Let's recap. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. He will not leave you. He knows that you're not going to feel strong and courageous. That's why he says it here. Be strong and courageous. That is a choice you have to make. So when you feel like you can't do one pull-up and you're watching Honey do three, you have a choice to be strong and courageous and work it anyways. You know, the funny thing about when you can't do a pull-up, we actually do a reverse pull-up to count how many pull-ups you can do. So we actually work at the top and slowly lower you down. Now, when you first begin, you're gonna start at the top and you know fall pretty quickly down to the bottom. But when you can control yourself for 30 seconds down, that's my cue to know you have enough control over your body to pull it up for one rep. So even though Honey did three reps and then did one, the fact that Catherine would have had to work doing the negative pull-up for that month and now can do one is actually a bigger growth than Honey made by increasing by one. You would think it looks the same. And you would think, I think I said, um, honey, Catherine was my one doing four. That it's the same. And that she's still stronger because she can do four and I can only do one. More work had to go into you doing one than it had to go into her adding one more to her three. So we're called to be strong and courageous and do the work. We're not called to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. We're not called to sit on the couch and scroll through the best workouts for us. We're not called to go through every single diet and nutrition plan that's out there. First off, if you did that, you'd never actually do anything. Let's start basic and get more water, right? Let's start basic and start eating more real foods, not the packaged ones that the world has for us. Exercise examples, let's start with just walking. Let's start with just getting outside. Let's start with breathing the air and seeing the sun and moving around. Let's start thinking about what you like to do. And if you don't remember what you like to do, that is a sign that you are very caught up in something else that isn't God's you, right? You're so caught up in your kids' lives and what they're doing. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying you can't lose you, who God called you to be, in that either. Because one day your kids are going to be gone. And then you're going to go, how do I help them? And you're going to be that mother-in-law, <laughs> right? Or that mom that's just always there. And I've got this and I've got this. And then her daughter-in-law is rolling her eyes. Find your thing now. We are called to be moms. Yes, we are called to work. Yes, we are called to be wives and spouses and friends. But where is that area that God's calling you to that brings you peace and brings you rest? 
So he says, be strong and courageous knowing that we won't feel that way. He's not telling us this because they're already strong and courageous. They're not. They are feeling the exact opposite of that. So be strong and courageous. When you're not feeling that, know that God's calling you to be strong and courageous and do the work. Just do it. In this example, Solomon had to build the temple. And it seems like when you read through this entire book, an impossible feat, right? There were no machines moving things around. There was only so many people. And when you start adding even more people, when you have things that are exact and you're not a by trade engineer or um, I don't know, architect, things can get messed up pretty quickly. The more people you add in, you say move 15, they go 17 blocks down. You're like, oh my gosh, we have to redo this. I can only imagine how frustrated it was. And then once the building's built, you have to line everything up a certain way inside. That's a lot of pressure. And this isn't just David telling Solomon to do it. It's God that gave the orders. So that's a lot. And it's a lot on you that God has called you to do something. You might know exactly what God has called you to do, but you haven't done any work towards it because it seems too big or it seems too outrageous or it seems too impossible for you to do and God's saying you have to be strong and courageous just do the next thing you know to do you don't have to join I don't know CrossFit I have nothing against CrossFit but you don't have to join CrossFit when you haven't walked for 20 minutes straight for years you don't have to do P90X when you haven't done a push-up right? Just start where you're at. He also says, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. So if you're feeling weak, not strong, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling like, I don't know, any of those things, swap it. And be strong and courageous. If you have prayed it and God has called you to it, he will lead you through it. You don't have to have the, the failure record, right? You're going to fail. God never promised you wouldn't. He said that he wouldn't. So you failing is just part of it. I want you to rename it into something else, right? I learned something. No, I did this and it didn't work. So I'm not going to do that again. God will never fail you. You as a human, me as a human, we're, we're going to fail. Stop acting like it's a surprise. We were never called to not fail. God will never fail. His plan will never fail. And the only time that it's not worked through you because God's purpose is going to be done with or without. He will use you or he won't. Is when you do the work. The only time that it feels like you're not doing anything or you feel that guilt is when you're not moving. You're going to fail. 
And God's going to fill, he's going to fill that gap for you. He's going to make sure that it gets accomplished, right? But you, you will fail. You will fail. If you have faith that God holds the entire world in his hands, the entire world, do you not think that he knows exactly your moves that you're going to make? He knows exactly where you're going to fail. And he goes, yep, according to plan. This is what she's going to learn from that. Yep, according to plan. That is, that is what she needs to learn X, Y, or Z. And when we stop learning from our failures and we start calling ourselves a failure and not a child of God, is when our, our branches stop growing, is when the fruit stops producing, because we're contaminated. We're contaminated with the thought process that we're a failure, that we're less than, that we're never going to make it. We've got all these lies from the enemy flying around in our head constantly. And then we get stuck and then we get overwhelmed and the fruit that we produce can't be eaten. I don't know if you've seen Moana. It, um, it was Mila's favorite movie, but the coconut trees there all get um, sick and they produce this bad fruit. Like it doesn't look like a coconut inside it. It's black on the inside. I want to challenge you that some of your fruit might look like godly fruit on the outside, but if you really crack it open, it's not what it seems to be. You're putting on a happy face. You're saying you're gonna try it tomorrow. You're saying next meal, I'll, you know, I'll make it up or next Monday I'll make it up or whatever. It might look like it's producing fruit, and it might even look like results on the scale. It might be the scales going down. Yeah, that's good fruit. It might be your inches are going down. And you're like, yeah, that's good fruit, right? I'm getting stronger. But if you're doing all that for worldly reasons, the inside of your fruit isn't good. It's not good. You can't be doing it for vain reasons. You can't be doing it for earthly reasons. It looks good. I'm losing weight. What did you do? Oh, I stopped eating all my food. I pretty much starved myself. Um, I exercise for three hours each day. And, you know, I never have time for my kids or my family anymore. The results to everybody else is like good fruit, right? Wow, you lost a ton of weight. Yeah, I did. That's what you're searching for, for worldly people to give you praise. That's the enemy. That looks like good fruit, but it's, it's not. It's poisoned on the inside. And the only way to get rid of a bad crop is to get rid of all of it. No good fruit is going to grow, even if you put it, you know, a good seed down, if the soil is contaminated with the wrong thought process. You will fail. God will not. You have to try and work. He will bring you the result. You have to do this for more than people's praise of you because your job is to praise 
him. Your job is to lift praise to him. Even before you bring your prayer request, our job is to praise him for all the good that he's done. Even if he doesn't answer the prayer that we want. Even if what we're asking for doesn't come to, uh, to fruition. He is still good. He is still God. He is still with you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. Even if your prayer isn't answered. So I want you to think about that. What are you trying to get healthy for? What are you trying to eat healthy for? What are you trying to exercise for? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to do it so that others compliment you? So that you praise yourself? If it's anything other than give praise to God, it's a bad fruit. Looks good on the outside, poison on the inside. And you've got to uproot all of that. Oh, your son's watching uh, Moana right now, so you know. They have to get rid of the whole thing. And they have to grow it in another area. You're going to have to get rid of your whole thought process. And you're going to look at all those trees that look good, right? They've got a ton of good fruit on them. They're tall. They seem strong. The thing is, they are strong. Those are the wrong habits that have strong roots in you right now. And you might feel pain to be getting rid of them and to chop all of those things down. You might feel sorrow over that. You might feel like you're betraying yourself because you put on a face for so long, chopping them down and having others see the true you is going to hurt is going to feel like they're going to think you're a fraud and uh, whatever you're going to think. Who cares what they think? Honestly, I mean, think about our fashion. The things that are coming back now are things that I would never think I would see again, right? I would think that those bell bottoms, big baggy jeans were gone from when I was in eighth grade. And we've moved into something else. And we like the skinny jeans and the big boots and the this. And now, you know, when I was younger, um, champion sweatshirts meant that you had no money, right? Like we shopped at Sears or wherever at the discount places and got champion stuff. And we would be made fun of for that, right? And now if you have champion on, you're in. And now if you have baggy pants on, you're in. The world is wishy-washy. Don't care about what others are going to think. You're going to grow a new set of fruit, a new set of trees, a new set of roots. But you have to, you have to be okay watching people or having people watch you cut some things down. Some hard roots to get rid of. Maybe it's a group of friends right, that are just not moving in the direction you want to go. So they helped you in a season, but now they're holding you back. Maybe it's how you talk to yourself. That meanness, that harshness, you said, oh, I'm just a type A, this is how I am. That was good to catapult you to where you are, but now it's hurting you because you take no rest and you don't sleep 
and you may care more about your phone or the computer or your clients or the business than you do your spouse. Maybe um, it's your food, right? Whenever you go out to eat, you order a salad, but behind closed doors, you're getting Oreos and you're hiding things from your kids so they don't see them. It's something for everybody. We gotta chop those down and then we have to plant good seeds somewhere else. And the sad thing and the hard thing about that is it's a joyful thing. It's not sad, planting new seeds and we've got expectation, but now we gotta wait. And you still got to water that seed. You still have to do the work. There's going to be years before you see your new habits become strong trees. And it could be years after that before you see the fruit. You have to be okay being patient. You have to be okay looking at things from God's perspective, which is the bigger picture. Yeah, those bad habits got you really quick results. And it looked really good on the outside, but the inner side of that fruit was rotten. No one could... No one could do anything with it. It was for your pride, other people's praise. It was for whatever reason, for money. It was for followers. I mean, our kids these days, it's all for followers, likes, all of this stuff. But it's not, it's not being used how God wants you to use it. So you've got these tall trees. You've got these good, hard habits. You're going to have to cut some of those trees down. They're not providing you good fruit. They're not praising God. So I just want you to think about that. Think about those areas in your life where you're beating yourself up for failing or not being perfect. You weren't called to be. You're going to fail. God will never fail you. And it takes us looking at things in a different way to know that that's true, right? Just because it looks good on the outside doesn't mean it's good on the inside. We have to know our own strength is always going to fail us. There's always going to be an area that we try to do it better, quicker, faster than God. We come to him and say he should have. And he's like, you're, you're arguing with the creator of the world, right? And this is me, too. I've got trees to chop down and re-look at. And I'm going to have to be okay in this season, planting a new seed and watching what grows, even as I'm watching what gave me my let's say future right what gave me my finances what was my whatever what I thought was my solid foundation I have to give that back to Christ because just as we are coming and going we're going to become just like the dust that we were made out of those things are too we're not taking those things with us to heaven Let's really look at trusting the Lord in this season and knowing that you're going to fail. Just start by saying it. You're going to fail. What did you learn from it? How are you going to do it different next time? If you have a thorn in your side for fitness and nutrition, it's probably going to stay there. We can address it 
so that we look at it differently and we start making these different trees and, and different habits. But you may always struggle with binge eating, with not eating, with over-exercising, with punishing yourself. You may always struggle with that. But little by little, those thoughts start to go away when you compare them to the word of God. Your own strength, your own wisdom, your own knowledge, it, it sometimes will fail you. But God will never fail you. He won't fail. You will. He's perfect. You're not. We're surrounded by sin. We're so focused on the fruit looking good that we forget what the inside should look at. God's not looking at the outside of Moana's coconuts, right? When they open them up to try to get the nutrition from them, there's nothing there. They can't sustain themselves off that. And you can't sustain yourself off other people's praise for you, off your own pride, off other people telling you, good job, right? And I did this on my own. You can't survive off of that. You're not going to. So look at the fruit that you're producing. Crack it open. Look at it at its core. It's a hard thing. Hard thing to do to crack that open at its core and go, is this sustainable for me? Is this a good fruit? And if not, I have to get down to the root of what's causing that thought process of what's causing me thinking like that and chop that tree down and take a new little seed and plant it and take care of it and love it knowing that there's going to be a season of doubt a season of this can't be working she told me i'd lose five pounds and i haven't you've got to trust that god's going to do something with that good seed we have to get it away from the contaminated thoughts and the things of this world so as we go through this, um, there are a few verses that I want to go through with you. It's Isaiah 48. This is in the NIV. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Just like those trees, just like the praises of people and the acceptance of people and trying to fit in to this image that you think is best, not what God has called you to be. That all leaves. But at the root of your fruit, if it's not God's word, it's probably not a good fruit. The same thing in Matthew 24, 35. It's amazing how many times he says this. And hopefully one of these verses gets to you if you didn't, you know, relate to the Moana coconut trees. Heaven and earth will pass away. Everything you see here doesn't matter. It's what we're doing at the core. We need to save. We need to spread the word Jesus. Are you spreading the right fruit? When people open it up, they go, oh, this is good. This is good. Or are they opening it up and going, oh, brought a bad fruit. Like that's not nice. That's not good. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Crack open that fruit. Is it, are you doing this for something on this earth? Because that doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's all going. It's all leaving. And Psalm 2710, this I want to relate to if you're like spinning from maybe a friend group 
or you have to kind of put up boundaries with certain people or even your food choices, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. It doesn't matter what others think. It really doesn't. What matters is that you're working on growing closer to the Lord to produce a good fruit for people to say to you, how did you lose that weight? That's amazing. You look great. I don't look great. I am just a reflection of God's beauty. I am just a reflection of what God is. I am one little piece. Everybody here makes up a glimpse of what God is. This is just him shining through me. This was his strength. This was me leaning into him to do this. This wasn't me. God is trustworthy. He is faithful. He will never fail. His promises are true yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Not once will he fail. Many times will you. Many times throughout the Bible we see people fail. Almost everybody, right? But no word from God, Luke 137, will ever fail. So align your goals up with God's word. Align your expectations up with God's word. Has uh, he ever said, you know, all of your wishes? No, no, he's not a genie. Ask and it will be received. Yes, but you have to ask first. You have to knock first and the door will be opened. You have to act and do something first. And, you know, God might be in the upstairs bathroom and it takes a minute for him to come down the stairs. We have to be okay waiting, too. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this encourages you. And I hope that if you're viewing yourself in a way that isn't glorifying God, or that isn't producing a fruit that at its center glorifies God, and points others towards Jesus, that you're okay chopping those trees down that once provided you with shelter or once provided you with peace or once provided you to get through a situation or once provided you with something, but it's not anymore, that you're okay chopping down that tree and taking a 180, planting a seed somewhere else, not near those roots where they can be contaminated. Not near those roots of those of that garden where things can be overtaken, but far away, taking a small seed, planting it in your heart and saying, no matter how long it takes, I'm doing this for the Lord because he will complete it in his time. If this was helpful for you, please let me know. I know I just said, um, like and comments are all about, you know, the kids these days, but, you know, it helps me. <laughs> it helps me too. So like, comment on these things. If my ministry through fitness and nutrition is helping you share the podcast, um, share the group, let others know about it. You can become a subscriber if you want to um, on the Fit and Faithful Mom Spotify page. That's an amazing. And thank you. So much. And if you're looking for a trainer or a dietitian, um, nutrition coach who is faith based, 
and shares the same core values as you, let me know. We can talk about training and doing it in a way that isn't worldly glorifying, but it's God glorifying. We're going based on the word. You can just comment below. I'm ready. If you're ready to start your training and want to talk about a conversation that looks like that. If not, I will see you guys again next Monday. And just know that I'm always praying over you. I'm so thankful for you ladies in this group being uplifting and encouraging to each other. So keep up the great work. Keep up your positive attitudes. And let's plant some seeds today, knowing that it's going to take some time to see the results. But we're going to be okay with it. Love you, ladies. I will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.